mineral questions. What kind of minerals should I get for my cows? Do I need to change it through the time of year? What's the most economical both type of mineral and form of delivery? All those questions and more answered on today's Bovine Science with BCI. We've got Dr. Philip Lancaster, our nutritionist here with us today. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Brad. Philip, we're going to dive into mineral questions on this diving into diets because these are all things that we hear frequently because there are lots of different minerals on the market. And we're not going to get into specific brands, but we are going to talk in broad categories about what some of the differences are and what we need for our cattle. And I'll preface this by saying, know your area, know your region, because there are going to be some differences. But I want to look at in general terms, and I want to start first with the basics, Philip. I've got a few choices for actually physically delivering minerals to the cattle. I can have a loose delivery system. I can have a block that I can buy. I could, in some cases, potentially have it incorporated into a tub or at the extreme, I'm feeding a ration and I've just mixed it into the ration. Give me kind of pros and cons to those different ways of delivering. Well, so the biggest pros and cons to those are consumption, in my opinion. So let's just take a block versus loose mineral. To begin with, the consumption of a block is usually more variable. It's more variable among animals in the herd, and it's more variable over time. And then there's things about the block that can make it worse or better. How palatable is it, and how hard is it? Those two things will affect consumption of that block compared to a loose mineral. So me having a block that's been out in the pasture and barely touched is maybe not a good thing. No. Again, monitoring consumption. If I put that block out there and it's been out there for two, three weeks and it's hardly been touched, yeah, it's not being consumed. I, all right, I put mineral out, but if they're not eating, it doesn't do a darn bit of good. Okay, I'm going to decide diversion here because common thing that I was told for a while, and then, in fact, one of your professors when you were at Florida that you worked with, one of your colleagues, Dr. Arthington, actually did some of the work, but I was told, well, the cattle will eat what they need as far as minerals are concerned. They could just go in and pick. If we gave them a smorgasbord, they would pick out what they need for their requirements. Is that true or not true? That's not true. Not at all true. No. Why do a, people say that? No, especially if you separate out the each mineral, so magnesium, calcium, carbonate, and put them in separate little compartments, they have very different palatability. And so the animals don't know exactly what they need. And so they're going to just eat on what tastes the best. And what they're really after lots of times in our mineral is salt. Why it, would we think that they would? Because I wouldn't do that, right? I go to the buffet. I don't go, mm, I wonder which minerals and vitamins are in each of these. I go, oh, look, a big bowl of chips. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And things that will affect that, if you've got you know, high salt water, you got high salt in the soil, and so then your forages have a higher salt content, that'll decrease mineral consumption because they're getting most of their salt from other sources. And so that's a big part of consumption. But back to where we were, we said we can't expect them, their consumption is not going to be driven by necessarily a need other than a desire for salt in most cases. Mm -hmm. So our form of delivery matters. And some of those blocks you talked about, they may have an uneven consumption. And when you're saying that, you're saying among the herd. What about loose minerals? Oh, they're still going to have some uneven consumption among cows in the herd. So those forms of free choice are going to have variable consumption among cows in the herd. If you want to be more consistent 
about consumption among individuals, then mix it into something else that all the cows are going to eat. So a hand-fed supplement. I'm going out there every day or say three times a week if it's a protein supplement and I'm putting it out and all the cows come up and all the cows eat, then I know all the cows are eating mineral. That's about the only way I can ensure that each individual cow is, is eating mineral. Which is like a lot of other things. Highest consistency, highest accuracy for delivery, highest expense, highest labor requirement. Yes, right. Exactly. I mean, so it does everything right if I put it in the ration. And then kind of in between, I have this loose salt where I don't have as much accuracy or loose mineral, I should say. Mm-hmm. I don't have as much accuracy, a little bit of labor, whereas my blocks almost zero labor, right? I Mm -hmm. just throw them off the back of the truck and we're good and we move on, but maybe I don't have as even consumption on those. So kind of a spectrum there as far as forms of of mineral. I want to ask a couple questions to follow up on the loose mineral side. How much protection from the environment do I need? Because there are some nice mineral feeders that you can see the stand-up type with the wind thing that rotates around that provides a roof. There's the ones that are, which... Somebody, after having one of those and then having a bull in a pasture, invented the bullproof ones, right, that are on the ground and they have the big rubber thing that bulls still like to play with. Do I need that? Can I just put it in a box on the ground? How much do I need that protection? Because those can be costly. Well, I think the question becomes how much mineral do you want to waste and how much rainfall do you get or how windy is it in an area where you're at? So if I've got a high rainfall, then I'm, if I don't have it covered some way, I'm leaching those minerals out of the block or out of the feeder down through the bottom of the feeder into the soil, and so then I'm losing stuff. If I am in a really windy part of the country and I don't have some kind of wind protection, the wind's blowing some of that out of there, and so I'm losing it that way. And even if you have it say there's no leak in the feeder if you got standing water in there that can be even worse if there's no hole in the bottom of the feeder it can be even worse yeah because they're not going to consume that no No. and we just made our own mineral block that has poor palatability poor mixing and is really a pain to get out of there i've heard a friend told me that yeah Yeah. (laughs) if you don't have a lid on so i think managing how you feed those and like you said it depends on your area of the country and there are certainly times where it may make sense that you can put it out and have it uncovered in a specific pasture because they're going to be there for a short period of time you want to give them access to the mineral but you probably should have a plan for how you're going to do those i know some people put them on sleds will drag them around especially if you're doing some grazing management grazing movement which we've talked about before so you may want to do some of those things Let's get into types of minerals and and we'll focus on because you can see these in either blocks or loose mineral delivery that if you go look, there will be a often a primarily salt mineral, which may contain some of the micro minerals in with it. And it's the lowest cost. There's what I'm going to call a basic mineral, which may have some of the basics there relative to what's going on with those. And then there's a higher cost mineral, which may be like a breeder mineral or some of the aspects to that. Which of those do I need and what's some of the differences? Well, the differences, particularly the one that's high salt is generally low mineral. So they're gonna have differences in the amount of mineral that's in there and the differences in the number of individual minerals that are added in there. And so, You need to really work with your 
veterinarian or nutritionist and figure out what you need. There are parts of the country that the soil is fairly fertile and there's not a whole lot of mineral deficiencies in the forage. And there are parts of the country that have low levels of specific minerals. And there are parts of the country that have toxic levels of specific minerals. Selenium is one of those particularly that we think about. Selenium has a really narrow window between I don't have enough or I have way too much. Exactly. And so you've got to be specific on what you need in your area because you can't just buy a mineral that is formulated for the total whole U.S. because it may not work in your area. You've got to be more specific than that. So find out extension, your veterinarian, your nutritionist, your your local folks that work there, try to figure out what makes sense in your area. But even within an area, and let's say I've got pretty basic mineral requirements. I don't have any big deficiencies in my area. I don't have any big toxicities. Knowing I still have to be specific, but do I need the more expensive stuff? Do I need the cheap stuff? Do I need somewhere between? How would I know? That's really a difficult question. Without doing, say, some forage testing to know what your cows are actually consuming, maybe do some liver biopsies of the herd and know what mineral status is of the herd, and then, you know, look at performance. If I'm going with something that is less expensive and it has lower levels of mineral in it and I'm getting less than optimal reproductive performance or weaning weights on my calves then I may need to think about something that is a higher price mineral, but also a higher quality mineral. Other things to, to look at, just looking at those minerals, is look at the source of mineral that's in there. So the oxide version of a lot of minerals, particularly copper, has a very low absorption, very low bioavailability. And so you may have the right amount in there, but the animal's not going to be absorbed very much of it. Right amount, right nutrient, wrong form chemically yes chemical form yeah and so there are different chemical forms of the minerals there's you've probably heard organic versus inorganic but then there are different forms of inorganic those minerals are complexed with other molecules that have a positive or negative charge depending on what the mineral has and so you have the sulfate form you have a chloride form lots of times you have an oxide form you may have a carbonate form And those have different bioavailabilities depending on the individual mineral. I can't blanket say that chloride forms are better than sulfite forms because it depends on the individual mineral. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to get the right form. We have to get the minerals that we need for our environment. And there are some differences based on region of the country. We talked on a previous episode, there's some differences time of year, right? So there may be some times I need to use a high mag mineral. There may be some times as we're coming up and around breeding because the mineral status of a cow can actually change relatively rapidly, right? Because does she absorb these or does it take months? Yeah, and it depends on the mineral and right. how that how the animal stores that individual mineral. And so some of them have longer storage capability than others. And so depletion doesn't happen as quickly. Times of year to probably be really specific about is around calving and breeding season for cows and around leading up to weaning time for calves. And because those stressful situations, those the animals are utilizing more of those those minerals and you want to prepare those animals for those stressful situations and to improve their immunity and productivity. Excellent. So you're exactly right because when we say time of year, 
you're breaking it out and you're saying, hey, you got to think about time of year as both production cycle and time of the calendar year, right? Relative to when do we have green growing grass where they're going to get their minerals from that? When do we have dormant forage or hay that we're feeding and may have to change? So I really have to combine those two in my mineral plan. And I think our overall, and we've talked previously about how do you put that together and monitor it? Well, you have to monitor that consumption or disappearance. That's how I know if they're getting what I'm bringing to them. Yeah. So monitor consumption. We're thinking about different types of mineral. Monitor consumption. Are they eating what they're supposed to be eating? And number two, monitor performance. If you're not getting the performance that you need and energy and protein seem to be in line with what the animals need, then maybe it's a mineral deficiency. Or if your specific situation, maybe it's mineral antagonisms coming in from the forage or the water. And so you need a different form of mineral to overcome that antagonism, or you need a higher level of that mineral in your mineral supplement to overcome that antagonism. Absolutely. Great discussion. And having a mineral strategy is more than just opening a bag of mineral and putting it out there. So I think good thoughts on both delivery mechanisms, what's best, how do I how do I manage physical delivery, as well as deciding which ones are best for my herd. Thanks, Philip. Thank you, Brad.